So, bonus round. Let's talk about barcodes. Mr. Nick Kopp is on the show with the in the bonus round here, taking over for Carla. Uh, Nick, let's talk about barcodes and SKUs and all the stuff a, a person needs to know. Let's say they're doing Kickstarter. Let's say they're trying to get into self-publishing, something like that, and they're not sure this whole barcode thing. Like, do you, what? Give me like the first of all, like give me the general synopsis of what barcodes are and what they're used for and how to get one. Hey, uh, so yeah, uh, so we we put barcode barcodes are used for everything. Yeah. Uh, they are basically the unique identifier that allows people to scan your things and uh, process everything. Uh, so essentially everything that you're going to touch, that any of the uh, fulfillment companies are going to uh, grab and put in boxes. So each individual thing uh, needs to have a barcode on it because everybody has an automated process where they go and scan things now. Um, exactly. So there's a little bit of different things when it comes to uh, barcodes versus SKUs. I know sometimes it can get kind of confusing, like what's a SKU or a stock keeping unit? Um, they're they're kind of two different things. Sometimes they could be the same thing. Um, but essentially, um, we have barcodes and the SKUs are a little bit different. So the stock keeping unit, the SKU, is a unique identifier for us to keep track of the different products that we have. So, uh, say one game would be one SKU and one barcode, and then another game would be another SKU and another barcode. Um, so it's it's really it could be the same thing, it could be different. Um, what has happened in the game industry is that the SKUs um, take on the form of a three-letter code. So for us, it's WGG, or Weird Giraffe Games, um, dash some numbers. And we started with the first one being uh, 0001, which is our first game, Super Hack Over Up. And then 0002 is our second game, Stellar Leap. And then we had the expansion, which would be the three. And then our third game is Fire in the Library, four, um, and then we had a whole ton of different add-ons that stuff. So every one of those was a separate skew. So it would be like five, six, seven, eight. Um, so let's talk about those that letter code that is um, given by the Hobby Manufacturers Association. And if you make sure that you have a unique one, uh, they can also use those three-letter codes with the numbers to identify your different products in distributor catalogs. So what will happen is that a distributor will put all the different products in and then a game, uh, small friendly local game store will go, hey, I want like seven Stellar Leaps and three expansions. So they, they go, I want seven WGG-0002s. And, and so it makes, so we are all talking about the same thing. Yeah. Otherwise you'd have to make sure you're saying, hey, I want that thing, uh, but some some people may have like a really long name for the game, like B Lives. We only know summer, um, and it's like, oh, I want B Lives, but what's that? That's that's not the same thing as the first thing. But if you start talking about in those stock keeping units, or I want your BG-004. Okay, I know exactly what you want. That's the deluxe edition of Fire and Library or something like that. Uh, so essentially, when you have a stock keeping unit. Um, you hit, should have a unique barcode for that because um, the barcodes will be used by the people who process everything 
to scan things in. And then humans, we don't really use, scan barcodes, so the humans then use this SKUs um, to process things. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. So each SKU should have the same barcode. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it makes a lot of sense. And now, okay, so the SKU is just something, I can get a code from this organization, but then the barcode, like where do I get a barcode? Yeah, so theoretically you should be a major corporation and go buy a large uh, set of barcodes and pay tons of money. Um, but, uh, so what has happened is that there's like an international barcode association and then a few years ago, like back in the 90s, uh, they allowed companies to buy a whole bunch of barcodes and then resell them to other companies. They have since changed this. So now uh, you can technically, I think it was 2002 when they changed that you cannot resell barcodes, but all the ones that were sold before that were grandfathered in, so you can go buy those. Hmm. Uh, so a company, lots of different companies have like ones or two barcodes that you can go buy. Um, so we use buyabarcode.com. Uh, they have barcodes that you can buy, and they, they run sales, and usually they run a Black Friday sale. So if your listeners are, need a barcode and are waiting. Um, That's the time to do it, huh? <laughs> yeah, 40% off. That's probably. hilarious. And even uh, barcodes. You can buy a barcode yeah. on Black Friday. Yeah. And then uh, so I think they, they, you can, they generally cost around like, Fifty to a hundred dollars per barcode, okay. which is kind of expensive, but it's it's something that's necessary if you want to ever be in a store. And it's a one-time uh, cost, right? I, you know, even if I have right. multiple printings or multiple editions or things like that, I don't have to buy more more barcodes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, so, however, I think if if you start talking about wanting to be in certain stores. The, um, the stores that actually own the International Barcode Federation or whatever it's called, um, they will not let you buy, they won't stock products unless you own the barcode batch. Mm -hmm. uh, now we're talking like thousands of dollars to get a batch of like 10, I think it was. Oh, wow. um, and that's the, the, the super big box stores like Walmart, Target, okay. um, so others. So. Yeah. Uh, then you probably want to work with somebody who actually has the paperwork. So a more medium type of pub game publisher will have a block of barcodes, yeah. and they can give you the paperwork. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, as far as selling overseas, you know, is there anything you need to think about? Is is it different in the European Union? Like, do I need one barcode for the U.S. and one for the EU, or is it all, all the same? Yeah, good question. Um, what you have to make sure is you you buy a one of those um, standard international barcodes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think it's the EIC or EIA, one of those things. Um, and that, those are an international standard. Every, every first world country or second world, we've all agreed that those are how barcodes work. Um, and then so there's more stuff. So make sure barcodes have to be a certain size mm. when you put them on your box. So think about it when you're looking at your box, you have to think about it in actual terms of um, what it will look like on the finished product. And I think they're supposed to be at least half an inch tall. And so, like, and it really doesn't matter how tall they are. It just don't get less than half an inch okay. um, on, on the tallness. And then when you're shaping that, I'm trying to find my notes that I had here. Um, 
there's a certain width that I think it's 1.2 inches wide. But make sure when you're doing your bark, yeah, 1.2 inches wide is uh, including the white space on the side of the barcodes. Um, so when you're doing, when you're graphicsing up your box for the final thing, make sure that you're double checking those dimensions. If it's too small, it won't scan. Um, it, it may scan, but it, the International Union says don't make it any less than 1.2 inches wide. Okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. something to keep in, keep in mind when you're doing the art and doing the graphic design for the back of your box. Make sure you leave a spot for that and then, you know, and that it doesn't yes. cover up something else that's important. Yes, very important. And then it's visible on the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Does put it blend on the in? inside of the box. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Little things, you know. Yeah. Uh, they say that you should use the white and black. Or, uh, it really doesn't matter what the white color is, but it needs to have a contrast with the black color because gotcha. the black lines are what's scanned mm -hmm. by the laser. Yeah. Well, cool. Any other things you need to know about barcodes or SKUs? No, man. Uh, uh, just make sure you're checking with the uh, Hobby Manufacturers Association to get your unique three-digit code um, to so you can be compatible with distributors once you blow your publishing company up. Yeah. Now, how does uh, that? How long does that take? Like, do you is it a form online and it just takes a week? Or it's, like, was it, how's it uh, it's like a person. Okay. And it's an email. Hey, okay. is, can I see the list of codes? Or hey, is this on the list of codes? And they say yes or no. And they got back to me within a day. Oh, Because nice. I was told about this about two days before we were sending the fire in the library box to uh, the manufacturer. And I was like, oh, crap. Put that in there. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, cool. Awesome. Well, Nick, man, I really appreciate oh, yeah. your uh, your time and your insight on all this. It's something that it, if you don't know unless you know kind of thing. You know, you don't, you're not going to yeah. know. And, and a lot of people make a lot of mistakes, kind of like you were saying. Like, that was real close to making a pretty good uh, mistake not knowing this information. And so I really appreciate yeah. you, you sharing your experience and uh, the information you've learned. Oh, yeah, no problem. Anytime. Awesome.